Welcome back to the Gear for Music podcast. Today, I am joined by a riff master extreme, who is Hamish from the band Vakovi. How are you doing? <laughs> How do you say that without not laughing? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, thanks, thanks for being here. If you want to check out the other videos we've done with her, Hamish, check the d- links in the description and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, thank you for being here today. Can you tell me just like a little bit about, for those people at home who might not know, mm-hmm. just tell us about the band, how you guys got started and kind of what Vakovi is like all about. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The deeper questions, like what's the meaning of <laughs> yeah. the band? It's like, oh my God. Yeah. So Vakovi has been a band for like just over 10 years now, hmm. uh, which is mental. It's a long time, yeah. A uh, long time, man. Yeah. Long time. And it started in uni. I was going to say, so how old were you when that started? Oh, man, I mean, I think I was 20, hmm. 21. Uh, I'm old as, old as fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was in uni and like uh, a friend of mine had started another band and they asked me to come play guitar. Hmm. So Janine, our singer, wasn't in the band at the time. Okay. And uh, I joined us as an extra guitarist. We did a couple of gigs and we were just like, oh, we kind of want to get and try another singer. Hmm. Uh, somehow I had input in that after a couple of gigs. Yeah. No idea that happened. Um <laughs> And Janine was literally the second person that we auditioned for the band because um, our drummer knew her and like Janine's just like super talented. Mm. She brought a massive uh, Casio keyboard nice. to our first rehearsal yeah. and was like playing the chords of the songs and it was like, all right, you know what you're, you know what you're, you're doing? doing. Yeah, 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 and it was like, hell yeah. Yeah, you're not just a singer. You just, you know like yeah, exactly musician. what's going on. She's a musician, yeah. do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She's ta- super talented, man. So like, honestly, it was one of those lucky ones where first practice with her, it was like, this is it, mm. you know, let's go. Um, so was it Vakovi when you when you said you first joined? Was it Vakovi then as well? No, it was a band called Wolves. Okay, and that's where like the, the name thing always. That's where that comes from. Is like we were like right, we should change the name. Mm. Should update the name. Our bass player went away and Google translated Wolves. Oh yeah, and Vakovi was Serbian for Wolves. Oh okay, I was just literally about to ask like, what yeah. does Vakovi even mean? Yeah, f- folks, ah, it's, a, it's a weird one. Yeah. I really wish I could lie and make up a cool lie about yeah. what, but it's not. Yeah, he, he Google translated <laughs> it and and came to rehearsal mm. and he was like so. Google translated Wolves and I got Vakovi in mm. Serbian and we were just like that's fucking cool Yeah, that's super it's, cool he's a cool name and it just looks good it's yeah. small looks good on a poster yeah. do you know what I mean yeah like, and it's really hard to get like a band name that's just one word that no one else has ever used before it's a fucking nightmare it's, it's so nigh on impossible yeah <laughs> like it's just impossible like you go on Spotify and you like search this word and you're like oh it's gonna be a great band name yep. search it and there's like five other bands you're like alright we can't use that one then. man I remember like in school you know doing like name generator things for yeah, bands yeah, you know yeah. all that kind of stuff so the, honestly the name was the easiest part about our band because instantly we're all just like oh yeah that's actually really cool mm. so thank you Jason our old bass player <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah that just stuck man ever mm. since so then from after that, obviously, when Janine joined and everything. Yeah. So at the moment, obviously, it's just you two. Sure. But was there was other people in the band then as well? Yeah, we had an OG, OG drummer um, who's also called Martin. Our new drummer's called Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after a couple of years, we got in um, a friend of mine from way back in the day called mm-hmm. Colin, um, who's a great drummer, and he played with us for a couple of years. Yeah. And then... Man, you know what it's like? It's hard if you do a band for years and years and years and you don't make a lot of progress. Yeah. And and for some people, it's just like, that's enough. Mm. They, they, you know, they need to move on. Mm. And Jason and Colin kind of came to that realization about the same time, maybe yeah. like two months apart. Mm. So they kind of left quite similar times. And as much as like that was hard, I kind of seen it coming. I think me and Janine are just like, <laughs> we are so deep in this. Yeah. Even if it, it fell apart, we would still somehow find a way to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, do you know definitely. what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jason, our bass player, left, then Colin left, and Colin, you know, 
thankfully had already sort of like thought about a drummer to replace him okay that's good so that is now uh, Martin Johnson who plays with us now who's yeah. our session drummer yeah. um, and Colin just phoned him was like look man I'm going to leave the band mm-hmm. would you be up for playing for Vukovi mm-hmm. and he was like yeah fuck yeah and he's been our drummer for five years now yeah. I think and we love him he's like He's just he's the funniest person you'll ever meet. Hmm. You should really be interviewing him. <laughs> His chat's way better than me. So, uh, so yeah. I, well, I mean, come, when you're saying obviously it's just down to you two now, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So songwriting wise, how does that usually play out for for you? We honestly, man, we just write garage band or logic demos. Mm-hmm. We send them to each other. Yeah. Goes back and forth. And then that's the song. Yeah. And I think me and Gina have been doing it. We've been doing it so long together now that we've developed like quite efficient ways of writing yeah. together. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's only two of us, man, as well. And it's like I'm so used to that now that I get fear of writing with people. other people. Yeah, yeah. it kind of gives me the fear a wee bit, mm. just because I know how we work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, we know what each of us are good at. Yeah. We know our roles. You know, I mean, I don't write lyrics, for example. Yeah. yeah. If Gene wants an input, of course I'd help. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we know we know what we're good at. Mm-hmm. And uh, it works really well. So yeah, any, when two other, too many other people get involved, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So obviously you said you, you don't do any of the lyrics or anything. Does Janine get involved with any of like the music side of it as of well? Of course, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a demo, a demo can come from me where it's like instrumentation of a song, maybe mm-hmm. a rough structure, or it could be more complete, yeah. uh, you know, like, um, and same from Janine. She yeah. might send me an idea where she's actually put like a bass progression. She might put a structure. Yeah. She's put a rough idea of, of like tempo, whatever. Like, I mean, these are all things like you can change as you go yeah, 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 and we just literally send it back and forth mm-hmm. until we're, we're happy mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's Creep Pete the new single yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> to promote it <laughs> plug big plug <laughs> it's a good example of that yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I just got the, the, the new baritone guitar mm-hmm. from uh, G4M mm-hmm. baby and <laughs> uh, tuned it down had an idea for a riff wrote the tune yeah sent it to Janine fully structured and Janine sent back some, some actually really fucking good ideas for mm-hmm. the verses yeah so we changed that sent it back and Janine just like Janine's so quick at doing like vocal stuff it's crazy yeah. like and, and she, it's one area that I never really worry about she's so like good mm. at like melody mm. and she's, big choruses yeah so good at it she gets it completely yeah. and she's doing it for ages but she's amazing at it sent it back and that was it Creepy mm. it was done like that it was Sweet. crazy Martin our drummer is like he's amazing at coming up with like fills mm. that as a guitarist I do not have the knowledge for yeah, are you programming the drums in yeah, beforehand I am but it's something that we actually ironic, I'm glad you asked that <laughs> something that we had a big discussion about recently where I kind of we kind of want to reverse it and have him a bit more involved yeah because guitarists unless yeah. you really know drums yeah you don't really know drums no. do you know I don't I've written so many drum parts that you need like six legs to play that's what Martin said uh, yeah he was like you're like, sending me stuff that's impossible yeah. and I was like, like yeah but don't worry right. about it you just you're thinking too too la- literally you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta yeah. just listen to it and just make it sound the same yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and in the studio you can do anything right but we kind of want to make it a bit more real again mm. in that regard not so much that you can tell that was written by a, a bloody guitarist yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean so that's something we're definitely going to do moving yeah. forward that makes sense so when you're right and stuff at home what kind of stuff are you using like what's your gear that you've got set up oh it's so basic it's literally literally my macbook with a focusrite scarlet solo just a tiny one yeah that's it i don't even have any like nice um plugins Mm. i literally just use the built-in stuff in the door which is logic logic pro so you're not even using like like stl tone hub or like i should be or like neural dsp stuff should be i mean we use so we okay so we use neural dsp in the studio yeah because their stuff is amazing Mm -hmm. we've been using um the gujira one yeah and the tom morello one Mm -hmm. which are amazing we actually tracked all of the last record and everything that you'll hear from here on up so far on those two yeah, yeah. mainly the Gojira one uh, just because they sound so good mm. yeah uh, they do sound great they're just like why not yeah 
But when you're at home, you're just using Logic. Dude, I just use... <laughs> I, I, make, I mean, I make my own tones and, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I build it out a wee bit and, like, I've gotten better. You know, I am not... Um, I am not a, an engineer. Yeah, by any means. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm but a song you, songwriter, yeah. guitarist. You can I, do I'm, enough to get by. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can produce a demo f- f- between me and Janine to send to our actual producer. Yeah. Who's then going to make it sound? Who then makes it sound radio worthy? You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's something that I'm I'm trying to improve on every time we write music. Yeah. You know I'm always learning. You know I I, I do not. To think I deserve like credit for a lot of stuff because I'm learning as I'm learning as I go, mm-hmm. and it's like someone was talking about this other day as well. Even ideas in music, like sometimes it's like folk were like, "How did you write that?" Yeah, and it's like I have no idea. Yeah, like I don't know. No, yeah, I don't I think I deserve that. any credit for that. It's yeah. come from some ethereal beast. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean? I've done that before. Where you know I've, I mean? Like I've gone through like an old demo of mine. I've listened back to it, and I'm like, I didn't write this. Sure, like I, I who wrote this? It yeah. wasn't me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, saying that about, uh, obviously, the things that you use at home, what about uh, on stage? So, obviously, I know that you use your JCM 800 yep. and Orange Amps and stuff on stage. Yep. In this day and age, a lot of guitarists these days are using things like Kempers yeah. and Neural DSP. Yep. What made you stick to kind of like tube stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, I think, because <laughs> I, I do think about this all the time. Yeah. And the Kemper thing... The neuro, the quad cortex, mm-hmm. all that is super tempting. Yeah, super expensive. Yeah, because uh, I already own all my gear, yeah, right? Do you know what I mean? It. So I've been tempted by it. If if it wasn't so so, so expensive, I may have tried it by now. Mm. A lot of my friends that have it are like, "You would love it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, I've got my JCM eight hundred. Yeah, I've got my eight hundred, which yeah. I love, and they're like, "You can model it for fucking free." Yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Like, I'm not saying one day I wouldn't do it, especially if we were touring abroad more, mm. where well, you're yeah, flying. I guess you know, that's where people find it most. Uh, efficient yeah is like yeah. I don't have to carry a big two bed exactly those big two I mean, they, they weigh so much so heavy man and like flying a lot of gears not cheap either yeah. you know it's uh, really expensive and you, the more gear you have the more at risk you are to losing mm-hmm. stuff as well you know what I mean yeah. which is a serious consideration when you're yeah. touring around the world the other, I guess the other thing is with like Kempers you can always have your profiles on a stick yeah. and just like go somewhere hire it I know put your profiles in I know I'm selling it to you like, I'm selling it to you I totally get it I, I mean I'm a bit biased I have a camp myself so yeah. that's why I like it but I mean that being said it, there is something about using tube amps things like JC and stuff like that that I think if I if I had like just ridiculous amounts of money and loads of space yeah. I would have like a rack full of tube real stuff and like yeah. all the real stuff and just use like a one of those like uh, load boxes. Yes. I mean? Yeah. I've be been tempted to get one of them by the way. Very good. But that's that's the thing. It's like let's take this back because I feel like I've just been like, oh, I really wish I'd camper. Like yeah. the reason I actually have like the Marshall stuff is is again because of my uh, my Lord and Savior Tom Rello. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like that's he, what he uses. He used an eight hundred, do you yeah. know what I mean? So when I was a wee guy and couldn't afford one, I used to always look up to that amp and be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I really wish I could get one. Mm-hmm. So my first amp I ever got when I, you know, had a wee bit of money, was a Line Six Spider Three, yeah, which is like the classic meme amp, yeah, because it's got insane, insane. setting on it, the insane, right? setting. <laughs> yeah, the only setting anyone uses on that amp. It's the only one you need. Yeah, you don't need anything <laughs> yeah. else apart from insane. So I just use that for everything. But I was like, why does this not sound like all? Why does this not sound like what? Like I hear Tom Rail play. Yeah. You know, I was really into like John Petrucci and that when I was younger, like prog guys, and you know they used Mesa boogie amps. Like, yeah. Really well, maybe not now. I don't even know if they did back then. To be fair, but it looked like they used Mesa boogies. Probably Tom Rell for sure used valve amps, and um, the <laughs> insane setting could never sound like that. Yeah, and I used to be like, why does it not sound like that? I can't mm. figure it out. And eventually, I started working in a guitar shop called Sound Control, mm. and they had a JCM two thousand uh, on sale for half price, second hand. 
And I was like, oh, can I try that? Like, just during my shift one day. As soon as I played it, I was like, ah, this is that's the sound. Yeah, that's the valves sound. cranked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. Mm. So bought that straight away. Uh, completely fell in love with having a valve amp. Mm -hmm. Just how it reacts to your playing. Yeah, yeah. How if you crank it, it sounds different. Yeah. You know, all these kind of things. Even how pedals sound through it. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I think it sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, like the tails and all that. So um, yeah, I had a 2000 for years and I only just got into using the 800s two years ago because mm -hmm. um, I, I actually now sort of work with Marshall as well Yeah, okay. Um, and after lockdown went and see the Marshall guys mm -hmm. met them we did like a wee session and we've been basically using one of their 800s which I now own yeah. ever since so like two years ago I got it and and honestly our sound guys just like the 800 is so much better than the 2000 yeah. it's not even fair Yeah. so, so the 800 is the guy it's now the one he it's the time. guy man yeah. and he's right it took me a while to sort of be like oh yeah you're totally right but he is totally right hmm. it's amazing hmm. I don't know what it is it just cuts through better yeah um, it's got a bit of a punch a little bit more it, yeah he says that Yeah. <laughs> I trust him a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to like more on stage stuff um, what I've obviously I've, I've I've seen you guys play before on stage and things and and you're someone that kind of moves about quite a bit, mm. but mm. you're locked to, the, mm. to so you're using you're using I see where you're going with yeah, this. you know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> you're locked to 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 where you're standing because obviously you've got your I have a twenty foot diameter. Yeah, you just got your your guitar pedal plugged <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. I mean wireless. Is yep. that something you're going to be using? Yes, anytime soon. Absolutely. So I've been using cables since the beginning mm. i never honestly the thing is i never used to move that much and it wasn't really till i would say it wasn't really till we lost members yeah that i felt the, the need stage. to fill up the stage more yeah 100 yeah, i remember one of my friends saying that he's like oh you got some responsibility here yeah now. yeah and i was right you know so after we came back after lockdown and that i kind of put a bit more effort into that and mm -hmm. um and really performing yeah so uh yeah finally going to be using a sure wireless which i'm buzzing i use today was class. Yeah, it was a beautiful GLXD plus 16. It's a little pedal one. I'm glad you knew the numbers and yeah, stuff. I know it's all cool. the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, you know, it sounded perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. You want a wireless system to be able to obviously um, almost replicate the tone of a, of a cable. Yeah. I don't, personally, I don't really think there's that much different in between cable tone. I bet tone. there's not either. I don't think there is. Yeah. And obviously the latency is like so minimal that you can't tell. I wouldn't add a clue today. Yeah. I would, and that with the latency was the big thing that used to worry me. Yeah. I was like, I think surely you, there's latency. People always think that, but I think it's so, so tiny that yeah. your brain, like anyone's brain just can't comprehend. No, especially for live. Yeah. Where you're not double tracking stuff or mm. whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's it's been so cool. I'm actually buzzing to walk on stage and yeah. not have to pick up my cable, yeah. plug it in and un unmute my tuner. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. excited. You could just like walk on or you play. You so can play buzzing. behind the stage if you wanted to. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think as well as like, as we've started to play bigger stages and bigger festivals, there has been time where I've like sort of ran towards Martin and just mm. an adrenaline moment mm. pulled my freaking cable out yeah. my boards because yeah. I've not looped it around my pedal board mm. like that's never gonna happen again yeah. which is cool so yeah really buzzing <gasps> do you hear that? that's the sound of a great microphone this podcast is sponsored by Shaw Microphones. Do you want your podcast to sound this good? Well, then you should check out the iconic Shaw Microphones. They have these microphones like the SM7B, the SM58, the SM57. But wait, there's more. They also have in-ears, headphones, and wireless system. There's everything you could possibly think of for streamers, podcasters, and musicians. So check the link in the description so you can see the full range of Shaw products from Gear for Music. Back to the podcast. With Vukov recently, obviously we mentioned you've released the new Creepy 
yep. single. But yep. then obviously you've also signed to Sharptone. Mm-hmm. How did all that kind of stuff come about? Is it just uh, like natural progression of what you guys have already been doing and it's just like momentum? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, first no. of all, how does it feel to be on a, a label kind of like that, I guess? That's sick. I mean, like... They got so many amazing artists on that label. They do, man. And it's like genuinely, I remember years and years ago when Don Broco mm. signed to them. Yeah. I remember being like, oh man, how do we get on a label like that yeah, yeah. With, with bands like that? Mm. So I think that's the thing that's really important is if you're you want to be on a label that has similar bands and in the similar scene that you're definitely because then you can always you know bounce off each other and it gives you i hate to use the word resources but it does open up that mm. you know access to people yeah definitely. places yeah um and and you know they're 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 like a worldwide label as well yeah we've never really had that before yeah it's a dream come true because their roster has only gotten better since then i mean don broco sent to me years ago mm. now they have like it's insane yeah you know what i mean huge baby metal are on it right are they? Are they? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Are you asking me or am I asking, I'm asking you? I think I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know, you know, I know they've got like, like Love and they signed Boston Manor, you know. Okay. I mean, you know, these are guys that we've got to know over the years and, and respect and mm-hmm. um, it's it's super cool, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things like four or five years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to think that obviously all the hard work that you're doing will eventually pay off. Yeah, it's hard to you'd keep... never. Sometimes it's hard to believe that when you're too in the thick of it. You just, yeah, you yeah. just think it's never going to get to that point. Mm. Um, even a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have. Be, I would have been like, oh, Dream Label probably won't happen. Yeah, yeah. But I think after we put out the last record, Nula did quite well. Yeah. Uh, we raised the profile a bit, toured it a bit, did some good festival slots. Yeah. Yeah, I was just uh, about to say, obviously, you've played some pretty big, yeah. big festivals over the past couple of months and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, we've got, got a couple of good ones. Slam Dunk main stage and things like that yeah yeah i mean the the sharp tone discussion has been going on for a while mm-hmm. you know what it's like man these things take yeah ages they take, they take, to take get to signing the contract yeah, yeah, totally. um so that had been going on for a while um we actually signed it backstage at slam dunk oh fair <laughs> yeah. nice so uh it's a bit a bit lore we uh we came off stage and our management have a tent mm. backstage there and we did the signing in there mm-hmm. and we, <laughs> we poured like uh i can't remember what it was it was not Buckfast, but it was something like Buckfast. Yeah, okay. Fucking pure pirate. <laughs> pi- it, looked, it looked like a fucking pirate scroll, do you know what I mean? But then I was sort of like, is this void now? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just uh, destroyed the contract. We've just ruined our lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, so that was super cool, man. And like they, the, the guys at Sharptone are class. Mm. Like they're really cool. Absolutely love them. And I remember when we showed um, Sean, the guy that runs Sharptone uh, in LA, we showed him Creep Heat. Yeah. Well, actually, Nathan, who's the, the UK guy, who actually signed us we were in a boardroom with him and sean the guy run sharp tone mm. and uh nathan was like oh sean you've not heard uh Vakovi's new stuff yeah. you know what i mean so me and gene were just like oh my god we need to sit <laughs> in the room and listen to to the guy that's giving us all yeah. this yeah, <laughs> listen yeah, to yeah. it live terrifying absolutely terrifying so he put on creepy and uh luckily he, he he loved it you know what i mean he was buzzing and he was just like let's put this out do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and i was like that's oh, good you're a fucking class yeah like, that's exactly what you want that's what you someone. want enthusiasm yeah. you know what i mean yeah because um, then it gets you going as well and it's like all right yeah, i'm excited to release more and do more and like this is obviously the label that we need to be on yeah it felt like oh this is correct because mm. had he had another reaction it would be like oh no yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so um I mean, so we're very lucky yeah very lucky the the other thing i want to ask is um for all the kind of like bands and artists and guitarists and stuff out there what is kind of one or two pieces of advice that you could give and and sort of getting going and getting music? going yeah just yeah getting going like how how do you get a band from 
like you started off yep. in, in uni to take off to a point where you you are getting signed like mm. what's a bit of advice you could give I, I, like I mean I, obviously it definitely varies on case to case but mm -hmm. for us it was <laughs> persistence mm. you know I mean there's a lot of bands especially when we started up in the, the Glasgow scene that maybe didn't even get to the point of putting out an album and they just like had maybe too many too many things they couldn't quite get over and they give up right because yeah. it's just so difficult especially financially yeah especially if you have family or whatever as well do you know what i mean um <laughs> we do not have any kids <laughs> so it makes it much easier you're fine yeah so for us it was just keeping it going but then it's sort of like well why did we keep it going hmm. and i think like for me and janine we talk about this all the time like the sense of purpose that it gives us yeah regardless of how big we get or how much money we make the purpose it gives kind of makes everything worth it mm -hmm. because if i didn't have this i feel like my a large part of my identity or at least who i think i am would be gone mm. and that's quite scary to yeah. me do you know what i mean yeah yeah because i've done this you know i've done this since i was like late late teenager to now early mm. 30s and it's like this is my identity this yeah. is like everything to me do you yeah know what i mean you don't really know anything else i don't know anything else yeah. i really don't do you know what i mean it's like it's when you were talking about earlier on about i haven't had like a nine five in a while and it's like mm. i can't imagine getting up for a regular yeah. job and i, I have so <laughs> much fucking respect for people that do do it because i couldn't do it yeah i couldn't genuinely I, I i wouldn't be able to do it it's hard man it, i i'm completely with you man do you know what i mean i, I mean i worked in retail briefly so mm. I, I got a, a part-time idea of it <laughs> do you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. but it's like it's such a part of me now and such a part of us and um yeah i want to make sure i have a sense of purpose but i was lucky because i didn't really have to find that i found it very young mm. And it's something that I've watched a lot of people struggle with is purpose. Mm -hmm. I think without purpose, people are very lost, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I've been very fortunate to have that since a young age. So yeah, yeah. for that reason alone, that's why that's why we've stuck at it. Because yeah. it gives us so much, you know, rewards, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and we have, we have managed to always push things a little bit. Yeah. Shows, sales, yeah. whatever you want, whatever gives you that whatever you need we've always managed to push it enough that it's not dropped off and we've gone how do we fix this yeah we've managed to keep pushing it so therefore let's keep going hmm. you know what i mean yeah like what else are we gonna do, yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so um, uh being like i mentioned persistent persistence persistent yeah totally <laughs> yeah you just gotta keep pushing keep yeah pushing on. keep pushing uh so i mentioned at the start of the video you seeing as you are riff master 5000 <laughs> um what's something a bit, bit of advice that you could give to a guitarist to write better riffs so this is maybe not so much for writing, but more just how to like get comfortable playing. Mm. Um, is like I used to practice with a metronome. Yes, every day, mm. constantly. Like I was, I was the stereotype nerd in school where I would go on my lunch breaks to the music department. Yeah, and I would sit with a metronome. Yeah, having my packed lunch. Yeah, and I would practice Dream Theater riffs, <laughs> <laughs> and I would start them slow, gradually increase it by three, five mm. BPM per comfortable how comfortable I was mm -hmm. and I would keep doing that and that that that's how I got I mean I I don't I honestly don't think I'm a good guitarist I think I've got certain qualities that I like about my guitar yeah. playing but when I was younger I was better because mm. I practiced all the time I think, and that's one thing I wish I kept up yeah that's my advice would be keep practicing, keep, keep practicing yeah. and I'm I'm almost I'm almost talking to myself here. yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? just from experience though yeah. you know what I mean it's like try keep up if you can but I know how hard it gets as you get older you know what I mean it's I think a lot of guitarists feel like that in the case of like I don't think I'm a very good guitarist. Yeah, but there's some things that I do that I like. Yeah, thing. and I guess that's that. That's what it's like when you're recording a song or something. As long as you do something that you like, then if you like it, hopefully somebody else is gonna like it. Sure, hundred percent. Because yeah, I'm similar. I don't see myself as a very good guitarist. Um, but 
is is it is what it is you got to just keep 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 practicing because i was the same i would yeah. always sit down practice to a metronome i do my scales do my yep. chords yeah all that kind of stuff and i i think similarly in the sense of when i was at uni or younger i was i was better than mm. what i am now like mm -hmm. there's sometimes mm -hmm. now where like i'm playing something and i'm like oh the, it's it's in like b flat major and i'm like oh where are the notes for this? I know where the notes for this are. So I never learned skills. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing where okay. I was, I, in my head, I was like, do I really need to learn that? Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, if it sounds, I mean, I should have learned them probably, but like- It helps. Yeah, I, I bet it does, but I just like go by, like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's see what works, but- um, I guess most guitarists always go from that, like what feels good, what Yeah, it's because I don't need to know the notes. We're not, we're not playing live looking at sheet music. Yeah, no, exactly. You know what I mean? It's you, like, you've practiced those songs, you've written those songs, yeah. you know how they go. Yeah, totally. The one thing I always find is whenever I write a song and I try and show it to people, I just forget how the song goes. Oh man, and I, I, just I like, never felt I'm, that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's, I mean, what's, what's next for, for Kobe? Like what you got guys, what, what you got guys? <laughs> what, <laughs> we got what, guys. What, what, you got guys. <laughs> what have you guys got uh, coming up? Um, so we're doing a lot of writing right now, mm. uh, cause, cause of the sharp tone deal. We're gonna write another album. Yeah, we've done like three tracks so far. Um, but we, I mean, you know, me and Janine try to talk about this a lot. Like, we're like, how like every, even the three songs we've just written for the new album, which is not creepy. Yeah, and we have another song as well. They have nothing to do with the new album. Okay, we want album four to be fresh. Yeah, even the three songs we have done for album four, we're like, we can do better than that. Mm. Like we were talking about this the other day, we're like, we can still do better than that. Yeah. So I think we're just gonna try and like spend the next four months of this year, I don't know when this comes out, the next couple of months of this year, just pushing it, man. Mm. See, seeing what new ideas we can spark. How can we mix things up a wee bit? Yeah. We can't, I don't want the fourth album to be the same as the third, you know? Yeah. want to mix it up more. I think it's going to be much heavier. Mm -hmm. I think the production is going to be even more mental. Um, What's the kind of influences that you've got? Uh, the baritone. <laughs> <laughs> the baritone Fine. guitar, yeah. Well, this is the thing, man. It's like, you know... Uh, yeah, I, I guess you get a new instrument. You're like, this is, I'm going to sit there and play yep. this instrument and I've got loads of new ideas yep. because I've not played this kind of thing before. It really does have more of an impact than you think mm -hmm. because everything else I've written on my Jazz Master and I have this weird tuning on my Jazz Master which yeah. is C-A-D-E-B-E. -E. Okay. And that's what I've written most of the Vakovi guitar stuff in. Mm. Most of it. Before it used to be like Drop the E because Tom Rill obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of came up with my own tuning and now on the baritone it's like a whole new world because mm -hmm. I can just drop it so low yeah. and have so much fun with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of what the area that I want to push. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really, I really need to try and outdo myself on riffs as well. I yeah. have to, I have to. It's you hard, isn't I mean? it? Because you're like, it's so hard. Like, you're always thinking, like, have I written this riff before? Yeah. Like, oh, this riff's already in that song, or this riff's already in that song. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, you learn a lot from like touring, like what works live, and mm. you know, we have quite a lot of breakdowns in our songs live and stuff like that. So, more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more of more moments to cause chaos in the crowd yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a big thing for me and Janine for sure but uh, there was an interview with like Dave Grohl and he was saying that one of the songs uh, that they wrote for one of their albums mm -hmm. I can't remember what song it is it's on Colors in the Shape it's the one that's like dan 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 that right, one right anyway the way he wrote I, yep, it sorry, yep. um, he like jumped up and down and he yeah. wrote it like that. Yeah. And he's like, if I'm jumping up and down and it makes me bounce, yeah. then it's going to make everyone else bounce. I see. And then the first time they played it live, the whole crowd is just like waves. Yeah. So he, he took the idea, translated it. Yeah. I actually seen, do you know the band Alpha Wolf? Yes. 
they were talking about that mm. and they were talking about what they have figured out as the perfect BPM to make a crowd bounce. Okay. And I believe it was 212 BPM, they said, which that's, is fast, obviously. Fast, but yeah. if you half time it, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. must obviously use that in a certain way. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I put it in my, in my phone as a yeah. note yeah. to like write song at 212. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alpha We've Said, Alpha We've Said. We're so, so. also on Sharp Dome, by the way. Shout out. <laughs> uh, very good band. Not seen them live, but very good band. So yeah, I don't know. I try and like, I do, I do try and like, listen to what other people think works mm-hmm. i mean that's what bands and music becomes is this an, an amalgamation of like loads of ideas yeah, and influences right you know what i mean so so i mean for i mean for something like repeat what is kind of that like artists or bands inspiration for you guys um i think for that song a combination of spirit box mm-hmm. And Bad Omens were two big ones for us. Yeah. Janine loves Bad Omens. Yeah, they're great. Um, I, I do. I like them as well. Mm. But just like, just the sounds of that album, the sounds of the guitars, yeah. like the simplicity and complexion of it. Yeah, is, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like really tasteful, super tasteful. And like, if you were to, it, it, sometimes I find like if I was to like write that myself, I, I'd, I'd almost kind of like get bored. But it's because I haven't got the kind of know how to take it to that next level that they do. Exactly. Almost, do you know what I mean? It, the 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 simpleness of it is what's so good yeah and the, the choice of sounds and selections and textures yeah, yeah, yeah is something that i really want us to carry on more i mean we did a lot of that in nula but on on the last album nula i think there was certain parts where we were experimenting mm. you know what i mean and there's looking back there's like oh, i wish we'd done this you know what i mean yeah. but this is our chance to do that yeah. now mm. so yeah spitbox and bad omens were big big influences uh love as well mm-hmm. just for the low tunings yeah. riffs you know um i kind of want to do a bit more of that actually mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah uh wherever you can yeah yeah so <laughs> all about yeah. the riffs yeah i'm excited to keep writing like yeah. I, I really really am it's you know it's it's the area of the band will always mm-hmm. be experimenting with you know what i mean so i mean before we head off mm-hmm. is there anything that you want to say to the lovely people of the gift music podcast obviously oh you, you can you can plug whatever you want or you can just say whatever you want to them that's a lot of pressure oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a new single out by any chance uh, that you want to yeah, talk about yeah yeah <laughs> What did we drink earlier on that you gave me the green stuff? Oh, G Fuel. So today, <laughs> can I promote G Fuel? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we can. I tried G Fuel for the first time today. A lot of people have deals with G Fuel. <laughs> so G Fuel, Sorry. if you're listening, if you're listening. Give Vakovi a deal. Yeah, I know more about games and music by far. <laughs> See, if you want to talk about games, we ain't leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm here. So I tried G Fuel for the first time today. Mm. It was interesting. It's all right. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah, it's a bit. It's not going to replace coffee. No. But I can see why... People I can, like it. Yeah, I can see why people like it. And I was more thinking, like, I f- like feel like shit on tour in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, that so like shit. So oh, G Fuel yeah. could be the answer. It probably is. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, if we can get something going on here, mm. I'd be super game. Come up with a flavor. I don't yeah. know what it'd be. The... Don't say haggis, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, like, the ri- riff flavor or something. Riff flavor. The riff fuck flavor. Is that? I don't know. <laughs> Crusty strings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do have a new we do have a new single out. I, I hate promoting stuff. Thank I fucking you. hate it. Go listen. I'll, I'll thank you. Go listen to the new single, Creep Heat. It's amazing. Thank Full you. of amazing riffs and just beautiful melodies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go check it out. But anyway, honestly, thank you so much for joining us. On the thank YouTube you, Jordan. Podcast. Um, yeah, if you like this video, make sure you hit subscribe. And obviously, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, thanks. And we'll see you later. Bye.